bringing the stories of people just like us directly into your home and learning more about them. This is Trent Speaks. That sure was annoying last week when I did the overlay of my intro, wasn't it? Well, if you don't think so, (laughs) I think it was very annoying, very trippy. And actually, I, I enjoyed it when I listened back to it during the recording, but then after I listened back to it, when it actually had posted, I was like, wow, that was actually really annoying and really distracting, and I hated that. So, lesson learned, I will not ever do that again. I hope that you've all had a great week. Some of you may be working on Martin Luther King Jr. Day. Some of you may not be. If you are, well, you're like me and that's no fun. If you're not, lucky you, you get a three-day weekend. Uh, last week, I'm trying to move away from that. Uh, um, but there it was again, just slipped right out. It'll get better. It'll get better. Last week, shortly after the post of the podcast, I saw I had a huge spike back in Big Rapids, Michigan. 85 and 102 plays, respectively, between two days for 195 plays, not 197 plays within two days. Not quite sure how that happened, seeing as how I don't even have 50 episodes. Well, is this, is this episode 50? This might be episode 50, which would be bizarre. Episode 50 already. As I sit here, stalling to tell you, it is indeed episode 50. Wow, nice job, Trent. You know, it's really funny. I downloaded this sound effects app so I could play sound effects. And here I am still creating my own sound effects. This week, and we'll get into it in a few minutes here this week, I do have two guests. We'll see if two guests is indeed better than one, as is the name of this podcast, as is what boys like girls would sing to you about with good old Taylor Swift. One thing that's launching soon, I posted something on my... Stop texting me. I posted something. <clears throat> They're listening to me. They're listening. I posted something on my Instagram, my Trent Speaks Instagram and Trent Speaks Facebook page earlier or later last week, late in the week, that said, coming soon. And it was a logo. Well, I'll tell you what's coming soon. This is something that had been recommended to me a couple of months ago, and life took over, so I never really had a chance to look into it. And then a friend of mine 
recently started using a, this particular platform, which then caused me to, knowing the success that this friend is having from using this platform, it caused me to make time to look into this platform. And this platform is called Patreon. Patreon is essentially a way for me to interact with you. You as the listener. It's also a way for you to show your support for me and the work that I am doing in this podcast. I've mentioned before, I make no money doing this podcast. This is something that I do for fun. And it's something that I would like to carry on over at least the next four to five years. But you got to pay the bills somehow. And it's nice to be paid for what you enjoy doing. And so Patreon would allow just that. Patreon will have different tiers. And these aren't crying tiers. These are benefit tiers. Still not the crying what ones. What, so what does that mean for you? You will still be able to listen to this podcast as you always have. That will not change. Essentially, look at this as an addition. Look at this as another opportunity. Look at this as a way to support the work that I am doing. Again, this is not required, but it would be greatly appreciated. There are a few different levels. There's a $2 level, which is like a tip jar, as I like to call it, where you can just contribute just to be nice and contribute $2 every month. There's also a few other tiers. Go on and check out the page. I will try to post something on my Instagram, and I will also post a link on the Facebook page, Trent Speaks. Or you can go on to Patreon. Dot com. It's P-A-T-R-E-O-N and search for Trent Speaks and you should be able to find me on there. If you're having trouble, shoot me an email, trentspeaks at gmail.com. A few things that you can pay monthly for. There's a few different levels. Again, feel free to go on and check it out. But I'll be releasing some bonus content. So a behind-the-scenes look at my life or at the process of creating this podcast I'll also have, again, bonus content such as, you know, there's Trent Speaks. Well, a few of my friends suggested, why can't there be a Trent Drives or a Trent Rants or a Trent does a Trent Explores, Trent Adventures, whatever. The possibilities are endless here. So releasing that bonus content, you can get access to early access to bonus content. You could be a part of the monthly live streams and monthly Q&As that will be coming in the next few months here. So go on, check it out if you'd like to support. That would be awesome, and it would be greatly appreciated. It's another way for me to interact with you. I'm going to do a free week. So I haven't decided. Let me look at my calendar here. So later this week, probably on Thursday or Friday, I will start posting content on there. I still need to finish up a couple things in terms of logistics. So Thursday or Friday, I will start posting on there. Again, patreon.com. Search for Trent Speaks. 
And then on February 1st is the first day that you would be charged that monthly fee. So there is a monthly fee. Again, that money goes to me, and I would greatly appreciate it. There's a $5, $10, $25, $50, and $100 level that you can participate in. So let's jump right into it now, eight and a half minutes in already, and we haven't even gotten anywhere. (laughs) So I have two guests for you this week, and I'm not sure if I'll talk in between or not. I guess you'll see if you hear from me in the next few minutes here. Enjoy. Hello. Hi, Trey. Hi, how are you? Good. Good. Sorry, that's the second time I've done that this week where I forgot to give my number to someone. You're good. Oh, Friday, which is always, always nice. It's the weekend, finally. (laughs) Yeah. After explaining logistical things about how we were going to move forward, we got rolling. So I'm talking to Lindsay, who is a blogger and has thousands of followers on various social media sites. Uh, Lindsay, sometimes I think really the best question to start with is the most broad question of what is your story? How have you gotten to where you are today? How did the blog get started? Kind of talk to me about where you began. Basically, like my social media name handle started on Twitter when I first created it in 2009, Lindsay May. And then I did photography for a little while, Lindsay May Photography, which I don't do as much anymore. But I started blogging, like, seriously last year, but I didn't upgrade to a domain until, like, late 2018 as, like, an early Christmas present. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And so what is it that you do on your social media? I'm like one of those like makeup. I'm not like a beauty guru, but like I love sharing makeup stuff, my my favorite products, and just like doing like reviews on different products as well. And I just love doing it. And what is it that got you into wanting to do something like that? Has that some been always something that you've been interested in, or is it just kind of something that popped up one day? Well. Any girls want that they love makeup. I'm also a mom. I was, before I used to make, actually make YouTube videos of being like a single mom, just that kind of journey, and just, it just kind of grew into other stuff, other kind of projects. I'm now married, and I'm a mom of three now, so it's been quite the transition. <laughs> Looking great. I just love doing different stuff on my Instagram, on my blog, and my website. Well, congratulations. I guess I have parents that listen to the podcast as well. And I always ask anytime I have a parent on the podcast, what kind of advice do you have for parents? I'm, I'm sure parenting can't be easy. I'm not a parent myself, but I've seen friends be parents. What advice would you have for parents? Um, I was actually a single mom because dad wasn't involved. So it was literally just me. Like I had some family help out. I had some friends help out. As long as you have that good close-knit group that, you know, can help support you, that's all that matters. 
And I know you said you began on Twitter and then started expanding to other platforms. And I know that you're on YouTube right now, too, and you do YouTube videos. I don't know about you, but sometimes when I first see myself on video, I'm like, oh, that's what I, that's what I look like or that's what I sound like. How was that transition to YouTube? Did you Was it natural for you or did it kind of take you a little bit to get into and get comfortable with and used to? I've been on YouTube for about four years now. I actually took a break from it. I'm still on that break because I found other passion the projects that I wanted to do. I'm not sure where the YouTube community is going to go this year, but like my vlog, the podcast, I'm looking forward to where this, see where this going to go. And I know that you like to kind of, from what I was looking at on your social media and everything, kind of motivate and inspire other people. What advice would you have to to do that? How how do you go about motivating and inspiring other people? I just be myself. Um, I always tend to say this. Usually parents will say, tell their kids that they can be anything they want to be. My mom never did that. So I try to make sure to tell my kids that that they know they can they can be whatever they want without me or their dad judging them. Is being is being yourself something that always came easy to you, or is that something? Was there a turning point where you're like, "Wow, I'm really not being who it is I want to be right now"? Because I know that that was something for me. It was something that you know sometimes it's hard to always stick to that, but but it's something you always have to keep in the forefront of your mind. What what has that been like for you? It can definitely be like. It can be difficult sometimes because you can't, like, stray away from trying to be yourself, especially when it comes to depression and anxiety. I've dealt with that a lot myself. I'm finally being able, I'm in that place where I can talk about it more and use it to help other people. And before we started talking, actually, that's one of the videos that I watched on your YouTube was you talking about that struggle with mental health. Can you talk to me about that experience? I feel like I'm still struggling. I've, like depression has really hit hard. I've been trying to like do things to help me be productive, to not be as depressed. And then, of course, I have my son. Like He goes to school, but when he's here with me, it just helps me get through the day to get stuff done. And he helps me. And it just, it really helps me a lot. And that's something I've talked about and been very open with on the podcast before is my battle with mental health. I know there have been other guests that have talked about their struggles with mental health. Do you feel like it's something that we, that's almost been taboo where we don't talk about it as often as we should what did what would you say to people who are struggling with that, who are having an issue, kind of bringing it to the forefront? It's okay. I think it's okay to have be in that mindset for a little bit and not want to talk about it. You just kind of like need time to recuperate and just relax. And then once you're ready, you can actually 
just talk about it to like even just talking to yourself I guess in a way and then just being able to talk to other people um my stepdad he's a therapist I'm I wanted to talk because I thought I needed someone else like an unbiased opinion but I just wanted him I talked to him I somewhat had a breakthrough but I still feel like I'm struggling but I'm getting there I'm having support from my son from my husband and it's just helped tremendously when you have a good support system. What is it that you would say has shaped or defined where you're at in life right now? Can you try to reword that? Sorry. Yeah, I guess in terms of like the bigger picture of your story, what is it that shaped you or defined you and made you who you are today? Confidence having more confident, being confident in yourself and trying to find that motivation to keep going. Well, and the question I always ask people to kind of wrap up is whether it's something that we've talked about here within the past 10 minutes or so, or maybe it's something we haven't talked about. What is it that you would want people to learn or take away from this podcast? Like I was saying, just being confident in yourself and loving yourself, that's definitely a very important thing. you got to learn to love yourself and love your body the way you are. And just finding something to do to keep motivated, to keep going. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Lindsay, for joining us on the podcast this week. Thank you so much. It's me. I'm back. It was nice having that little conversation with Lindsay. I appreciated her coming on the podcast, as I appreciate every guest coming on the podcast and sharing a little bit about themselves. Something that happened for me earlier this week that was really fun was, well, it was also kind of unfortunate. A keynote speaker we had a little trouble with in terms of scheduling for a a training thing. And so I had the privilege of giving an impromptu 30-minute talk at this training session. And it was phenomenal. I was rolling. It was very easy for me. And all I had written down were three things. Be yourself, be vulnerable, and be willing to learn other people's stories. And it resonated with people. People loved it. And now we're about to learn the story of Jace. So I'm talking to Jace today, who is an illusionist and a hypnotist. Um, And Jace, that's not something that I feel like people just all of a sudden wake up one day and say, maybe it is for you. How, How is it that you got into illusion and hypnotism? So five years ago, I was in college. And I was back in college, so I, everyone I knew who would have been at the college already graduated. So I felt like I needed to learn something for myself and something just to get to know people and get that process going quicker, other than just going up to someone saying, hi, I'm Josh. What's your name? That's my real name, by the way, Josh. <laughs> Jace is just my uh, performer name. But um, anyway, so... I decided to learn magic. 
and I just absolutely loved it. And a few, about another, I guess, semester in, I just decided to leave college and started doing this full time. It was slow at first, but I didn't understand the business side, but that came as time went on. And now I'm doing it full time and uh, I would, wouldn't share it for the world. And when I was looking at your website, I saw that you had started in, in restaurant magic. How do you, what makes you think of starting in restaurant magic as opposed to doing street magic or, or somewhere else? Well, first of all, restaurant magic actually pays better than street magic. <laughs> but um, <laughs> I think that if anyone who wants to pursue magic in any kind of serious sense, I think they should start doing restaurant magic, in my opinion, just because in restaurant magic, you get good really fast and figure out what you're bad at really fast as well because you're constantly doing the same things over and over and over again. Um, changing them so they fit certain situations, seeing what works, what doesn't work. And you meet all sorts of people and it's really just a great experience and my favorite type of magic to perform. Now, did you always like magic growing up, or is that just something that kind of piqued your interest one day? It's a little bit of both. When I was, I guess, 9 or 10, I went to magic camp for a summer, and that stuck around with me for maybe two years. I would watch David Blaine specials and whatnot, because he was uh, David Blaine, <laughs> and uh, his stuff was incredible and amazing. And pretty much... I guess it was always there. It just never really stuck until five years ago. And while I wish that I would have known that this is what I wanted to do earlier, I think that if I didn't find it again when I did, I wouldn't love it as much as I do now. Now, I've talked with a family friend who's a magician before, too, and he said how... You know, there's two types of people. There's the one type of person who sees the trick and they're just wowed by it. And there's the other person who sees the trick and like they have to know how it's done. Were you the latter on that one or were you one to just be like, oh, wow, that was amazing? It was a little bit of both. Um, I mean, first of all, I'm still um, amazed by things. Um, <laughs> yeah, I know how things are done, but... I think it didn't. It initially started with me wanting to amaze people and get a reaction from them. So I would say it started out with me wanting to know and wanting those reactions, but then it turned into more giving the person an opportunity to experience something that they may not get to experience again because I have I know I have my own unique style and that when I perform I want to make connection with people and make the magic not just a trick but a moment. Do you have a favorite trick that you like to perform? Um I do. I do have one at the moment and it's I have several actually, but they're um, they're brand new. 
and I just put them in my show because they're that good. They're all by the same person. Uh, they're by Benjamin Earl. He's an amazing magician and mentalist. Uh, his material is just incredible and his thinking and why he does these things and psychology behind how and why he does certain things. Is, um, it really just he understands what it takes to make a magic trick more than just a magic trick. Is that why they're your favorite? Yeah, definitely. Because I think that anyone can perform a magic trick, but to surpass that and go to make it a magic or a moment for someone is a completely different level. Now, where and to what audiences are you typically performing to? So, I'm usually performing for uh, adults, and they're usually at private parties or they're for fundraisers and such. And I'll perform strictly close-up magic. I don't do stage magic. Um, I'll be the first to say I'm not good at it. (laughs) Um, (laughs) It's also more expensive, and uh, I like to keep my money pretty much at a steady state and not overcharge, feel like I'm overcharging someone. But um, I think that everyone has their own preference, and that's just money. Well, and I know that you had mentioned a few seconds ago, too, how you like to create that, um, you like to help create that experience and create that personal connection. Would you say that close-up magic is is almost the better way to do that, to create that personal connection? Because you're right, when you're on front of a stage, you're not getting that one-on-one interaction as much as you are as close-up magic. Am I right? I would say to an extent, but there are some magicians and mentors who just are incredible on stage. For example, there's someone named uh, Peter Turner. He's out in uh, England, and he is probably one of the best mentalists out there today. And his stage show is incredible. The work he puts in is amazing. The material he does on stage for his audiences is incredible. And there, I just can't say enough good things about him because of what he does and how he presents it. And, you know, we've talked a lot about the illusion side. I know you're a hypnotist as well. How does one get started in, in hypnotism? So I've been doing hypnotism for about a year and a half now. I took a whole year off of learning any new magic and just focused on hypnosis. I bought a DVD called Induction from a hypnotist and mentalist named Spidey. And about, I would say a month, maybe two months later at the most, I had the opportunity to meet Spidey and see a performance of it. Oh, cool. And he did really great. Um, Afterwards, I got to meet him. He signed the DVD. I got to hang out with him for the rest of the day. And it was just a really great time. And since then, we've been talking, and I really consider him a mentor of mine because he's really helped me 
uh, kind of navigate this path that I and journey that I've been on so far. So I really can't say enough good things about him, even though at this point he'll say, I just need you the tool. You know, <laughs> he's doing it now. But um, I, I know that without him and that uh, little push he gave me and all his kind encouragement was, I wouldn't be where I am today. And um, he, he's just, I take everything he says to heart because I know whether it's harsh or not, he is always trying to make me better and anyone else better at what they do. You know, and I told my wife that I was going to be going to be talking to you and everything, and she asked me a question that she wanted to to ask. Uh, how does hypnosis work? So hypnosis is what we call trance state. We go in and out of trance every single day of our lives. Daydreaming is an example of a trance state. It's the only way we get through high school. <laughs> so knowing that, all I do as a hypnotist is facilitate that trance state. I can't force you into hypnosis. I can't force you to do anything under hypnosis that is against your morals. In hypnosis, you're still aware. You can hear everything going on around you. You just don't really care. You're in a place where your conscious mind goes to rest and your subconscious wakes up. Now, just because your conscious mind goes to rest doesn't mean that you're unconscious or you're knocked out. Like I said, you're still aware. It's a place where you're free of all stress, anxiety, and pain, both physical and emotional. And after describing all that, I don't see why anyone wouldn't want to be hypnotized. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> that sounds like a pretty good thing. I think everyone could do with some good old stress relieving and anxiety relief. Well, and there's, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but there are certain types of hypnosis. So like if, uh, if someone smoked and they wanted to stop smoking or if someone had panic attacks a lot, d does hy hypnosis help with that kind of stuff? And how so? Yes, hypnosis can help with those things. So that is going more into clinical hypnosis. And clinical hypnosis is different from stage hypnosis or street hypnosis or close-up hypnosis in that it's in a very controlled setting. So it's either at, what I personally like to do, is either at a office or it's at the client's house. And the reason I do either of those is if it's at the office, then it is very controlled. I know the area. If it's at the client's house, Again, it's controlled for them. They know the area they're comfortable with. So with something like smoking, for example, smoking, it's more involved in the sense of I would have to get a, a history, um, see if they're on any medications or whatnot, see um, if they're if they clear this with their doctor and whatnot, if they are on medications and such. And it, it, it can be a little bit more of an in-depth process because you are dealing with 
someone who wants to stop smoking, which is a clinical thing, as opposed to just going out on the street and saying, you want to be hypnotized? Sure. Because now there's some implication of more, I'm going to do this and you are going to stop smoking. And if they don't, then what do you do after that? So someone might not necessarily go into hypnosis the first session necessarily. It might take three sessions and that's okay. I mean, I don't mind doing that, but I mean, I do everything I can to get them into hypnosis the first session because it's what they want. It's what they asked for. Do people come up to you after shows typically, whether it's um, the illusion side or the hypnotism side when you're doing it for entertainment? Um, and do they kind of, do they talk about experiences that they've had previously or, or through your performance? Um, what kind of feedback do you typically get at the end? I usually get really positive feedback. Um, and people tell me that they want to see other shows sometimes and that your that mine was better and like or sometimes they'll say you do a lot of same stuff that this guy does and I mean I'm okay with that because then I would like to connect with them actually and so I try and get their name from them if they remember. And because I personally don't create my own uh magic necessarily. I take from others and be very material. I know, um, first of all, I don't really have the time to put in that creative effort at the moment, but I also know that I don't know the methodology of creating as well as some others do. Well, and I know that... um with magic a lot too, like you said, like there are people who have already created this. There are people who have already done this. And so it's a lot of recreating and kind of making it your own. Like you said earlier, you have your own style and that's really what, what shapes it for you and yourself, right? Yeah, definitely. I think that there's a lot that out there has been created. And I think that things are always being recreated in a, to fit the more um, modern profile of today. And so I think, for example, with things like a lot of coin moves and card slice, that there isn't that much left to be, uh, I guess, to really be done on it. Yeah, like what more can you do with it, basically, yeah. And whatnot. There's modifications you can do, but there's not really anything that much that's new, necessarily. There may be something new to the individual that they, if they're messing around with cards and they do it something else, that's great and awesome, but I, I would be willing to bet that somewhere out there, most of these things are published. Most of these things have been done before, basically. Yeah. Uh, I know you talked about... things like gimmicks, actually. Spidey? Was Spidey the name? Yeah. 
So I know you talked about Spidey earlier and uh, connecting and networking with Spidey. Uh, something I talked about last week on the podcast, too, was networking. Um, would you say that that's a large piece in this industry that you're in, is being able to network with people, and, and it's about who you know at times? I think that is one of the biggest things. In fact, not just for my industry, but for every industry. I think networking is, I would say, 70 to 80% of what any business or any good successful business does. If you know the right people, you can get something done. If you know the right people, you are able to accomplish what you need to accomplish or coordinate with the people you need to because someone always knows someone else. In my industry, personally, People are always looking for entertainment at some point, usually around wintertime or summer. So I make it a point to go to any and all networking events I can around, I guess, August or September. Because August, September, October, and November, those four months especially, because it's right before Halloween, it's right before the holidays as well, and the years. So just do whatever you can to network. I guarantee you, if you go online and search on Facebook for networking in your area, you will find something. What would you say has, has shaped you or defined you so far um, in terms of like who you are, who you've become, your story, things like that? I think that... Uh, my parents have obviously had a big influence on me. They've always uh, taught me to do the right thing and be good to people and help them out in any way they can. So I'll do that uh, when I can with hypnosis uh, on the street if it's someone who really needs help uh, in that moment and such. There's uh, obviously my uh, mentor, Spidey, who just uh, always supports me in what I do. And I think that, I think that even, even though it sucked, high school shit me a lot. I didn't like high school, a lot of people didn't like high school, but I didn't really have any friends in high school that much. So I, I know what it is like to kind of be that outcast person, not to be kind of that person who's always accepted. I have, because of magic and entertainment, I kind of have those both both sides of this uh, this world that uh, I have a very clear understanding of what it's like to be included and excluded. So I'm never one to really turn people away, no matter who they are, what they look like, how they act. I always give people a chance. Yeah, which I, th- I think is great. Uh, have you uh, have you done like uh, messages or assemblies or anything with that message at high schools previously? High school, uh, I'm working on that. I'm working on public speaking at the moment uh, with uh, aspect of hypnosis uh, added to it because I feel hypnosis is something that is such a powerful tool if utilized correctly. And I feel that, especially in things like high school and college, if it were utilized, in the correct sense for like studying habits and whatnot, 
you would see test scores go up instantly. Yeah, and that would be awesome, which I think it'd be a win-win for everyone in that regard. Yeah, definitely. Uh, so as we start to wrap up here, uh, the last question I always ask people, uh, whether it's something that we've talked about here on the podcast today, or maybe it's something we haven't talked about, um, what is it that you want the listeners to uh, take away from from you and your story? I just want everyone to know that no matter who you are, where you come from, that you can really set a goal and accomplish it. You're able to create these moments, these concepts, these goals and ideas in your mind. And if you set yourself on the right path to do it, you will accomplish it. And that you're capable of whatever your imagination can come up with. Awesome. Well, Thank you again for being on the podcast. I greatly appreciate it. One thing that I've started doing with guests a few weeks back now is letting them sign off to kind of wrap it up themselves, make it their own. So would you like to do the sign off for the podcast today? Yeah, definitely. All right. Yeah, you can say whatever the heck you want to say. Go ahead and take us out. Guys, this has been Jay. Thanks for listening to the podcast. Keep listening to the podcast to hear other guests, and I hope that you enjoyed everything. If you want to find me, you can go to IHateWands.com, find me on Instagram, IHateWands, or Facebook, IHateWands.